1: For the Culture Friday Lucky Lefty Podcast. The Honora Boys are back in the building, brought to you by Honora Whiskey. HonoraWiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey, HonoraWhiskey.com. And if you drink, by all means, make sure that you drink responsibly. Left was supposed to be here, he's on daddy duty. He'll be here in a couple of minutes getting some of that tea, dealing with a little sore throat out there on the left coast. Excited. Today's topic, sweet home, home, sweet home. Notre Dame recapturing the dominance over their home schedule and the steps that they need to take. Closing out the home schedule for this year with a great win over Boston College. I'm sure that's what all of us hoping to see tomorrow as the Boston College Eagles invade Notre Dame Stadium. Supposed to be a little bit nippy, a little nippy. This is a great weekend for me, LL Nation. Busy weekend for me. You guys pray for me because my pockets are about to get attacked. My wife's birthday, I want to say happy birthday to the best side of me, my lovely wife, Tiffany. Happy birthday, baby. She was actually born on her mom's birthday. So her mother and her share the same birthday. So happy birthday to my mother-in-law, Renee. And then on Monday, my baby girl, who's my arch rival in college football fandom, is her birthday. So happy birthday to my baby girl, who's also out there on the left coast. And on the same day, my parents are celebrating 49 years of marital bliss 49 years of marital bliss so happy birthday to my parents as well i told you this is a crazy weekend for me man my pockets are gonna be a little lighter come tuesday morning lucky lefty podcast is for Mother Culture Friday, we're going to get into it, talk Notre Dame football. I'm going to give you a shorter show today, right? Because we really want to get to your questions. We want to get to your questions today. Anything you have to ask pertaining to Notre Dame recruiting, we'll talk about it. We'll get into it. I'm trying to hold off. Left is supposed to be here in a few minutes to start to stick to the script it will be brought to you by Anora Whiskey, Anora Whiskey.com, premium American whiskey, Anora So let's go ahead and start out with some of your questions. Until the left is here, we can go ahead and flip the show, no problem. Oh, before we start, don't forget, you can go check us out. Each and every day, right now, we're available via podcast over. On Spotify and Apple Podcasts, CFB Nation, and with Irish Breakdown, go listen to all of our great content. We just released a crossover for CFB Nation with our brother on CFB Nation, John Garcia, Jr. of SI Now, CFB Analyst over there. We did the State of Recruiting Lucky Lefty Crossover. We talked recruiting nationally, transfer portal, how it impacts December the 21st on sign-in day, and rosters across the entire landscape of college football. We discussed Kenny Minchie. We discussed the quarterback position. We compared the class of 23 to the class of 24, and we discussed the most impressive thing that Marcus Freeman and his staff has been able to do in their first full season at Notre Dame. Great content. You don't want to go miss it. Go grab it in podcast form over at CFB Nation, Apple Spotify, and also Apple Podcasts, Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know, we spin it different. So it is for, for the Culture Friday, as we do each and every Friday. And I wanna make sure that everyone knows that today is kind of symbolic. And what I mean by that, You know, as a kid, I used to hear about bear weather, right? The colder it gets in the Midwest, the stronger the teams are supposed to get in the Midwest. Like the Bears, the Vikings, this is the weather they love to play in, those players, and how dominant they are. They love to dominate. They have an advantage, and they have a home field advantage. And then I started to realize that as those teams lost more and more games, as I was growing up, it's like, wait a minute. Maybe it's not so much of an advantage. And this is what we want to talk about. Becoming more dominant at home in the home schedule. Notre Dame, two losses at home this year. Both to teams, underwhelming teams. Like if I had asked you, which two teams will Notre Dame lose to at home? I doubt very seriously that either one of you guys would have said Stanford or Marshall. I would have put money that neither one of those teams would have gotten a victory at Notre Dame Stadium, or well, somehow, some way, those are the teams that were able to walk into Notre Dame Stadium and leave with a dub over Marcus Freeman and his squad. So, moving forward, we want to talk about how do we reestablish home field advantage. I already know. Before I even look at the chat, we talk about the fans and how everyone sits down and sells their tickets to opposing teams. Well, with all of that being said, the atmosphere for the Clemson game seemed fantastic on November 5th, regardless of what tickets were sold, regardless. And from everyone that was there pretty much relayed to us that everyone stood on their feet the entire game. There in the entire game. So that's something we we'll want to get into. And the LL question of the day, the LL question of the day, will Notre Dame go undefeated at home next year? Will Notre Dame go undefeated at home next year? I think it's a pretty valuable question. I think it's well worth talking about, even in advance. Do you think Notre Dame will go undefeated at home, right? Home game, uh, Navy, they start out over in Ireland. Tennessee State, second week on September the 2nd, at home. Central Michigan, at home, September 16th. Ohio State, at home, September 23rd. USC Trojans, at home, October the 14th. (laughs) Look. Four of the first five games for Notre Dame in 2023 are at home. This is why we wanted to bring this up. And the game in Ireland should be considered a home game because it's the Shamrock Series. Once again, August 26th, they start out in Ireland against Navy. September the 2nd, home against Tennessee State. September 16th, bye week on the 9th, Central Michigan at home. Ohio State comes to town September 23rd at home. Another bye week. USC Trojans, October 14th at home. Then they face Wake Forest. I want to make sure I'm looking at the right schedule. Seems like it's missing some games. Wake Forest, Clemson on the road, Stanford on the road. Duke on the road, Louisville on the road, North Carolina State, and Pitt. This is, see, this schedule isn't right. I'm sorry, guys, because they don't have the full schedule. Yeah, I'm sorry, because all of these schedules have to be determined. So there are some fill-ins, but basically, that's what you got. The majority of the first five games will be at home on that schedule. It's going to be pretty interesting. So, the dominance at home has to be there early because the schedule is favorable early and often. Notre Dame has to recapture the dominance at Notre Dame Stadium. Will they be able to do that? Will they go undefeated at home in 2023? And which unit, which unit? is going to be more important to that dominance dominance return which unit offense or defense is going to be the key to notre dame being able to dominate at home lucky Lefty podcast we spin it different david littlefield thank you for the super chat it looks like the purchase link for a Nora whiskey is broken okay uh i'll let Malik, and the partners, know. I'm assuming on the website, David. We appreciate that. Irish Chi-Town, we appreciate you for tapping in. How would you like Indy's schedule to change? Honestly, I don't see a need with the expansion coming. And the teams they have lined up for home and a ways. I don't think anything's going to change it until the new TV deal. And if there is some type of connection with NBC already making a – with NBC in the Big Ten and a reported deal and then Notre Dame getting a 3.30 time slot for certain – and prime time slot for certain games. It's going to depend on the TV deal. That's a better question to ask me after the new TV deal. Because then that really will dictate the schedule along with the playoff expansion. Um, Before that, I really don't see any need to change the schedule. None. No need to change the schedule. Everything is um, pretty cool. I'm not one of those people that get wrapped up in playing the service teams, service academies, being upset about that. USC is on the rise. They have Ohio State on the schedule. Texas is coming up on the schedule. Uh, The Tennessee State game really doesn't upset me like it upsets other people. You got USC, the possibility of adding UCLA via the Big Ten. Um, Stanford is Stanford. Stanford might be the only school that I might lose, that I might take off the schedule, honestly, because of the way the program is going. I would probably consider Stanford and maybe add an SEC school, maybe. Uh, they've already played Georgia. Alabama is coming up uh, on the schedule in the future. So maybe they added Tennessee, you know, go back to that rivalry that they had in the late 80s, early 90s. They had some great games. If you you go and watch those games with, with Pickett at quarterback, uh, Pickens at wide receiver, Alvin Harper, the great defenses at Tennessee, going up against Lou Holtz and Rocket and all of those great teams. They had some great games, great games. Who can never forget the short field goal? I think it was Kevin Pendergast that missed that field goal that allowed that big comeback win for Tennessee and Notre Dame in the early 90s. I think that was 92, if I'm not mistaken. But, yeah, yeah, a rivalry like that, Tennessee would be really dope right now to add to the schedule. But other than that, yeah, I, I don't know who else. Who would you want? To add to the schedule. If there's any change you can make to the Notre Dame schedule with LL Nation, what would it be? Let us know. Uh let's see. I got Sean, the Honora Boys Rock, preaching Malik, where can I find Honora in Los Angeles? I definitely know he's putting on an Honora event for the USC game. So as soon as he gets in here, I'll have him let you know about that. He's definitely doing one of those for the USC game. Yeah, thank you for that. They also, um, well, I mean, I don't know how good that is, Matt Herrera. Yeah, they had Texas A&M coming up. And the way that program is trending, I'm not sure I would even want them. Uh, Coach Vic Seven says, add Mizzou. Nice regional SEC team. Uh, I can see that. Um, I can see adding, uh, honestly, the direction that Brett Bielema has Illinois going. I can see Notre Dame adding uh, adding Illinois in the future, um, especially when the Bears finish their new stadium. I could see Notre Dame playing in that stadium against Illinois, or against Wisconsin. Something like that. A Shamrock Series type game. I can see that. Uh, let's see. Joe Easton says, replace Navy with UCLA. People. Notre Dame is never going to replace Navy. Like, stop asking for that. They're not. There's financial, historical, Dude, there are just factors. Notre Dame will never take Navy off the schedule. Never. They might skip a year or something like that, but Navy and Notre Dame are locked hand in hand forever. It is what it is. Yeah, Steve, I agree. I agree geographically. Tennessee makes sense. Uh, The program with Josh Heupel. Is on the rise. I think it would be a great three- to four-year rivalry. See how it goes. Then you can extend it. I would love that. Uh, Anthony Solomon says, add Michigan State, one of your older rivals. I I wouldn't have a problem with that. Each Swapping out Michigan, Michigan State, odd, even years. Wouldn't have a problem with that. And Notre Dame says the same thing. Thanks for tapping in. Uh, Drunk Vigo says Notre Dame needs to be in Texas. Uh, Like I said, I know Texas is on the schedule. Texas A&M is on the schedule. Notre Dame has already planted its flag from a recruiting standpoint in one year. Down there, they're getting ready to possibly flip a Texas Tech commit. Wide receiver Caleb Smith, who was there for the uh, Clemson game. So that Texas flag is already planted. From a recruiting standpoint but uh if i'm not mistaken left is in the building hey left didn't you play did you play wasn't one of your shamrock games in texas
3: yeah it was at dallas yes yes
1: that's what i thought
3: uh sorry man i've been i've been sick so i've been slow moving today
1: no it's all good i understand brother this weather I was talking to my daughter last night. She was talking about the weather out there being tricky. So, Timothy Midget, we're just talking we're Talking about teams you would like to see back on the Notre Dame schedule, and then we'll get to stick to the script in a minute. Timothy Midget, I would like Penn State back on the schedule. Uh,
3: Penn State would be a good game. No know, I, guess. I don't think it's going to. Make us any better or worse,
1: though. Uh, Omar Austin says, "Sean, if ND and your alumni play, who are you rooting for? Notre Dame."
3: Well, who you got this weekend? Uh, what, I mean, what you got to score this weekend? You versus uh, Illinois versus who they playing? They're playing at Michigan.
1: Yeah, I was taking Michigan until, uh, and sent our heartfelt condolences out to uh, head coach Brett Bielema, who lost his mother. On yeah. yesterday. I was going with Michigan in that game because the way Illinois was playing the last two weeks. But you know how it is, man. The bump emotionally that teams get, I think it's going to be a really tough game. I think they're really going to play their hearts out for Brett Bielema tomorrow. I really do.
3: Especially with a team that's already motivated and got some good pieces. I think, Yeah.
1: It's yeah. And it's going to be a d- defensive struggle. So I, I really think they're gonna play their hearts, their butts off for Brett Bielam on tomorrow. And they have a chance to pull off the upset. They just need you know they need the ball to bounce on the road, games like that. You need a tip ball, interception, fumble to put you in scoring range. You need something to happen. So if they get a couple things to happen for them, hey. They can pull off the upset. We'll see. We'll see. (laughs) Uh, When's the last time Indy played Indiana in football?
3: Would that be a rivalry game?
1: I mean, it's not much of a rivalry, but it would probably be dope to to do it in Indianapolis. Have a rotation of Indiana Purdue, Indiana Purdue, and play it in Indianapolis at RCA. Kind of like this. Don't they do that in basketball, the Hoosier Classic? I think it's Butler, Notre Dame, Purdue, and Indiana every year, and they play at uh, they play in the NBA Stadium in Indiana Indianapolis every year, and they just kind of like switch the matchups every year. You know, I don't know who that fourth Indiana program from a football standpoint could be, but it would be dope if they did something like that every year and just switch the matchups that, that, yeah, the crossroads classic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I am garbage man. The crossroads classic happens every year. I think it's a dope concept. I wish we could do it in Illinois with from a basketball standpoint with DePaul Loyola, uh, Illinois and Northwestern, but you know, okay. Somebody said throw ball state in there. (laughs) I guess they are in Indiana. Uh,
3: yeah. Ball state always has a solid team in the in the in the MAC though. Yeah. But yeah, I think playing all like cuz produced technically a a rivalry game, right?
1: Is it? I I don't know if Notre Dame fans really consider Purdue a rival. I don't. I don't. What do you think, LL Nation, do you consider Purdue a rival, football rival for Notre Dame? I'll really only count three rivals for Notre Dame from a football standpoint. USC is definitely a rival, right? Michigan, for me, is definitely a rival. Definitely a rival. And then the third one, from historically speaking, if you really go back and look at it, I'm going way back. The service academies were rivals because those the service academies kind of ran and dominated college football in the early days. And then Notre Dame comes along, and that was the rivalry. Like, Notre Dame had to be the service academy, you know, to be considered a good team. So that was a rivalry that was established, and then Notre Dame just started to dominate. But that's a longtime rival. Like I said, you have USC – you have Michigan. And maybe, like I said, maybe Clemson now is starting to become a rival.
3: Uh, Clemson's becoming a rival now after what we did to him. We had to get back for all those points that they did to us in the championship game.
1: Uh, I guess so. I guess so. And Boston College, I guess, for years, just because of the Catholic connection, Catholic schools, uh, I guess it was the battle for the best Catholic school program. A lot of years on the football field, maybe. Yeah, I don't see. I don't consider. I don't will. I don't consider Michigan State a rival. I just don't. I just don't. Purdue, maybe. USC, definitely. Stanford, nah. Stanford's just the other West Coast school that we can go to when it's warm and we play USC early. Like They're like a filler on a really good album. You know, you have a really good album, but they have that one song that's just kind of like, they could have left that off. That's Stanford for me. Even when they were a good team, that was stand for me. For me. Like, you, I could take him or leave him. A rival for me is like somebody you can't wait to see your team play every year. Like, I can't wait to see Notre Dame play USC every year. Now I can't wait to see Notre Dame play Clemson every year. My man, I used to, man, wait for Michigan and Notre Dame to jump the season off. It was the first game out of the gate late in the 80s and 90s. Like what? Like right out of the gate, national championship implications, Notre Dame, Michigan, Notre Dame Stadium, Michigan Stadium. Man, it just didn't get any better than that. And then USC is the same way. So – Michigan State game, I don't know, man. I don't know why Michigan State was never arriving to me. Maybe because Lou was banging on them so bad back in the day when my fandom first started that I had no respect for them. So, I don't know. Let's get ready for Malik's stick to the script. He'll give you the approach that Tommy Reese and the offense needs to take against the Boston College defense. Once again, if we look at Boston College defensively, That's a lot to be desired, right? Most teams run the ball 57% of the time at 4.2 yards a pop. They're giving up 165 yards per game on the ground. Then through the air, they're giving up 200 yards per game through the air. Sack percentage of 1%, which means they don't get after the quarterback. Stick to the script. Brought to you by Nora Whiskey at Norwhiskey.com, that premium American whiskey at Whiskey.com. And If you drink, you definitely have to make sure that you drink.
3: Responsibly.
1: You gotta drink responsibly. Lee, what's your script for this week?
3: Man, I think this week it just needs to be about consistency and being able to uh, execute or actualize what we need to do to make it happen. I think This will be a game that we put a complete game together on all three phases, special teams, defense and offense, no turnovers, uh, limit their points to under 14 and special teams is coming up strong every week. I think Marcus Freeman would love to see a team that's been inconsistent all year to be consistent in a game like this, especially preparing uh, for the USC at the end of the year that can have big implications for a New Year's Six Bowl or whatever.
1: Okay, stick to the script. Brought to you by Anora Whiskey, Look, this defense, man, giving up close to 307 yards. The elements tomorrow, in my opinion, because we can get to the predictions right now, love. I know you're not feeling well, and we're gonna get you out of here real quick. So you take care of your, take care of yourself. I just, I see a double digit win, but I just don't think with the elements, the wind, the cold, I don't think they even want to trust Drew Pine to throw the ball a lot. And I just see Notre Dame scoring in the 20s tomorrow, holding Boston College in the teens, and Notre Dame scoring in the 20s. So, how do you see the game playing out?
3: Uh, I see us winning. I would like to see us win 45 to 14. But, um, you know, I think it would be cool uh, to just to just see us play a complete game, like I said, man. I want us to be able to score a lot of points at home on senior day. I know that will make those seniors proud. But, uh, you know, we got to go out there and still play a complete game from top to bottom. Yeah. I have it 24
1: to 13. Uh, Boston College averages 16 points per game this year. I think Notre Dame holds them in the teens just below the average, and they come away with a double-digit victory. Um, Turnovers are going to be key, but ultimately the inability of Boston College to really threaten Notre Dame in the run game is going to make it tough along with the elements. like They can throw the ball. But it's just really going to be tough, even morehead or or uh I don't care which one plays tomorrow. The elements are going to be too tough for a team that loves to throw the ball all over the field in Boston College. So, yeah, I think I have it uh, 24 to 13 myself. Notre Dame comes up with the win. Look, man, if Notre Dame blocks another punt tomorrow, I'm playing the lottery. I'm the just it? It. If they block another punt tomorrow, I'm going to put down my GC shield for a minute and play the lottery, bro. What's and, you name? know, I don't gamble at all. But it's something in the air if they block another one. So I'm definitely I'm going to go to the middle of that stadium and play the lottery on my phone to get whatever, <laughs> whatever pixie dust is going on at Notre Dame for special teams. I'm checking it out. And getting parts up. Irish Shatown uh, says sixteen twelve. Joe Easton says thirty one fourteen. Scott Yerbich says twenty eight to seven. Eric Ward says twenty four to
3: twenty. They got us in the twenties.
1: Yeah. You know they got to get out to a lead, and then if it snows in the second half, it can just become magical, right? You know, go to halftime with the lead, come out, score early in the third, build on the lead, and then the snow starts falling, and it becomes like this magical senior day. You know, you start getting the seniors in and announced over the PA. Should be nice. Johnny S, thirty five ten. Bernie, I got 56-0. I hope so. I am garbage man, 35-21. Coach Vic says 37-13. I'm with you, Irish Side Town. I wish. 56-0, man. Charlie Faust, 31 to 14 in D. Michael, we appreciate you, my brother. 42 to 21. Be hard. 28 to 10. You know, we all think it seems like most of us think a guy Garland Dotson, thirty-four to six Irish, seven rush for two hundred and two touchdowns. Most people seem to think it's going to be an easy win tomorrow. Left question of the day before you got on. Oh, I'm sorry. We get to the super chat. Royal fingers. We appreciate you. Uh, oh, we appreciate you. Happy birthday month to my fellow Scorpios, spending it different and celebrating like a champion today for born day. Thanks for making my born day great with an episode of lucky lefty much love. Happy birthday to your Royal fingers. I was just telling everybody, this is left. This is the dreaded weekend that I try. Don't look forward to every year. Right. Cause it's the missus birthday. And then I have my mother-in-law's birthday. And then I have my daughter's birthday two days later and my parents' anniversary on the same day. I have all of this within a span of two days. So your boy's pockets are about to be a little light.
3: Yeah, see, I got to drop through Super Chats. Uh...
1: <laughs> right. Drop the Super Chats, help your boy out. Uh, appetizer, buy an appetizer for dinner or something for me. Matt Racky said twenty four seventeen. So once again, go over to Apple Spot uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, courtesy of CFU Nation. Go tap in. Give us five stars. Download. Set up your automatic downloads. We greatly appreciate it. Support us, man. And listen to us on the road, on the go. You work out, doing dishes, work around the house. Go ahead. Pop Lucky Lefty Podcast into your AirPods in conjunction with Iris Breakdown. Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. Left, why don't you go ahead and get ready to close this out. Answer the question of the day. What does Notre Dame need to do to reestablish the home dominance?
3: I think it just has to be an energy that we bring to home where it's an intimidating factor for other teams to come in. If we can get teams to get false starts and mess up communication and wasting timeouts, uh Having it hard to hear,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I think uh, it'll make it more hostile and we'll play better off of that. I think you saw a little bit of, of that in the Clemson game and you saw it affected them. I think we just have to continue to find a way to use the crowd, like how Dino from the head coach from Syracuse was pleading the crowd to be a factor that 12th man in the game, right? And I think for us. It has to be the same thing. Put the dog whistle out, Marcus Freeman. It's okay if you want our fans to be more engaged. I think our fans have been very relaxed due to, you know, us being successful at home as well as, you know, having great seasons. But, you know, with a new era, Marcus Freeman, we have to have another element that makes it harder to play this Notre Dame team, and I think that's one of them.
1: And do you think Notre Dame will go undefeated at home next year?
3: Yeah, we should. This is a – this is something that Brian Kelly was really good at winning at home. And, uh, you know, for us, it's got to be important that we win at home because on the road it only gets tougher.
1: Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, four of the first five games, our home games with one of those games being Shamrock across the pond in Ireland against Navy, Tennessee State on September 2nd, Central Michigan on September 16th, and then once again, Ohio State comes in on September 23rd. Road games include Clemson, Stanford, Duke, an improving Duke team under former Notre Dame defensive coordinator Mike Elko, and then Louisville and NC State. All road games. Pitt will also be a scheduled home game to be determined. And more than likely, it's going to be uh, one of those, probably their games missing the 30th and the 21st of October, so we'll see where uh, those games get lined up. Kurt Roberts <laughs> said, happy birthday, fun. Kurt, thank you. That's my wife's. Uh, she likes the bread of cauliflower appetizers. That'll work. We appreciate you, Kurt. <laughs> thank you. Andrew Rose, we appreciate you
3: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This
0: is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
1: Ultimate left, I think it's going to be a, a great weekend. Big recruiting weekend. Fully expect some good news to come out of the visit from Kenny Minchie. Um, the visits of the Robinson brothers. From Cal Poly. And you have some 25 and 26 kids visiting, as well as Notre Dame has pretty much established their 23 class, well on their way in the 24 class, and they're starting to work on the class of 25, bringing in some of the top talent in that class. Should be a fantastic day at Notre Dame. Well, got our predictions got everything intact. We talked about what needs to be established for Notre Dame to regain its dominance at home. We talked about rivalries and changing of the schedule. Once again, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation. Go lock in with us. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Get all the great content. And don't forget to go listen to The Crossover with John Garcia Jr., host of State of Recruiting on CFB Nation. It was a great show. 45 minutes of great recruiting talk across the landscape and Notre Dame. We spin it different. You already know what time it is. Petticoat.
4: Petticoat. 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 Petticoat Junction.
1: Tell your stories on the day, brought to you by Nora Whiskey, at Premium American Whiskey or Norawhiskey.com. We really fought to make sure you guys had a show today. Left is under the weather. I myself had some stuff to do. Man, these put this Christmas tree, Christmas decorations left is for the birds. I'm just gonna tell you that, bro. You got two young ones, bro. You might as well get in the Christmas spirit bro, with stockings hanging over the chimney, I mean, over the uh, fireplace. Um, are you a Baham bug around Christmas? A
3: little bit. You, a little, I'm, I'm kind of a Scrooge, too. That's because it's, it's less fun the older you get.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm kind of a Scrooge, too, man. But I did promise my ladies that I would do the whole dress-up, cookies, hot chocolate, and Christmas movies on Christmas Eve, so... I'm participating this year. I guess I'm getting a little softer in my older age. How in the world did the NBA not have any games on last night, bro? Yeah,
3: I don't care who's playing football. The King, the Kings are nice, though. So they should be putting them on TV now. Man, look, let me tell you something. How many times
1: do we have to catch LeBron James live, bro? Once, oh again on once, yeah. once again on the show. Once again on the shop. We got to put him on the petty train. Once again on the shop, he's talking about what he does in Madden. Sean McVay must be using his playbook. Man, look.
3: He has no shame about it, though. That's what makes it so crazy. He's like, yeah, I'll be lying.
1: You need to tell your boy to get control of himself, man. Tell your boy to get control of himself. Anybody else want to throw in the petty train before we get out of here?
3: That was the one LeBron requiring and Jalen Ramsey called it out on him.
1: He did? Yes, he did. On the show. He didn't even let him get away with it. He's like, fam, come on, man. I can't let you get away with that. I cannot let you get away with that. You know, I feel so good. Before we get out of here, dude, we had a fantastic week of shows. Everyone should go and check them out listen. All the Kenny mentioned talk, recruiting, everything. But nothing was better. Nothing was better. Nothing. You hear me? That was absolutely nothing better all week. And your boy, Brayden Lindsay, bro. I just got to play it one more time. Yeah, just
3: play time. the Brayden Lindsey thing one time.
1: I just got to play it one time. On the way out, Braden Lindsey, baby. Woo!
2: It's like you and Drew have had some trouble connecting to connect on that and What did it mean and how did it set the tempo for that game, you know? Yeah, I think it was great. Um, I'm so proud of Drew. Um, you know, a lot of people could keep their head down or whatever. You know, he gets a lot of crap, and that just kind of comes with being Notre Dame quarterback. I, I could never even relate. Um, yeah, it's huge. I mean, I, I love Drew. Drew's my dog. I've uh, been friends for a long time, and I'm, I'm just proud of him. And anytime we can put some points up on the board, and uh, you know, help the offense, I'm happy. So yeah. What's What's this season been like for you, though? Obviously, we put the board, and you know, anytime we can put some points up on the board, I'm just proud of him. And anytime we can put some points up on the board, and uh, you know, help the offense, I'm happy, so yeah. What's, what's this season been like for you, though? Obviously, there has to have been some frustrations of, man, could I have had this one, could I have that one, and just didn't work out for whatever reason. How, is, how has it been navigating that, and then finally getting your moment? Yeah, uh, it's, you know, navigating, just, you know, it's business, it's the world, and at the end of the day, I think I'm in a position uh, where I, I get a free education, uh, you know, NIL is lovely, uh, I think at the end of the day, I don't really have much to be frustrated at when I know I get to play for the most story program in the country. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of people who have it a lot worse. So I just try to keep my head high and just be happy. And I, I love being here, and I'm excited about it, and I'm excited to play Boston College. So it's, to answer your question, it's it's very easy to be positive because how could I not be positive when I'm representing Notre Dame at the highest level?
1: Hey, bro, I'm telling you now, unless we get something in the next couple of weeks, That is the petty clip of the year, bro. Did you hear that dude said, I'm happy every time we can put points on the board with Drew? What? Don't do. Braden Lindsey, happy senior day. Have a hell of a game on the way out. But, man, I'm happy we don't have to hear you describe quarterbacks anymore at Notre Dame, boy, because you are frustrated. You are frustrated, my brother. That dude said that Dick Sporting Goods money is pretty good, though. It's helping them live with it. Say so I got the NIL from Dick Sporting Goods, free education. I'm all good. Have a great Friday. You all pray for me this weekend, man. They hitting me up. Baby girls hitting me up from the left coast. Left. She's supposed to be having dinner at town tonight, so. We'll see how that goes. For left, Sean Davis, don't forget. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Overtime Malik, Malik Zaire 8 at SD2 Mics on all platforms. Enjoy the game. I won't promise that we'll have a post game show because you already know how left is feeling. So if we don't go post game tomorrow after the game, we'll catch you Sunday for post game talk and then see you Monday. Right here, another edition of the Lucky Lefty Podcast. Have a great Friday and weekend, and most of all, make sure you spend it different.
4: The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better